Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved anywhere in the world by calling 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, name in town on your emails. I do appreciate that. Uh, and good morning, everybody, again here. Um, <clears throat> that's a good question. We were talking about fearing God, but uh, we'll, we'll get back to that a little later. Um, anybody have any questions? Did you bring anything today, or are you just waiting for me? I forgot I'm supposed to have you guys come with something. Was there an assignment for last week? Oh, what was it? Watch our thoughts. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you watch your thoughts? What did you come over? <laughs> You're supposed to watch. You're supposed to observe the not you for entire week. And did you do it? We had another, a rather interesting meeting on Thursday, men's meeting. Man, that was something else. And, I missed uh, meeting on this past Thursday. And, uh, you know, since you asked me to come up. You got a smackdown Thursday, huh? <laughs> you asked he got me a little smackdown on Thursday. Uh, I thought you were crying. Well, I, I didn't. I actually, I actually didn't notice that. Okay, Wanda, that you noticed that I cried when I didn't cry. That's uh, interesting. You anyway, so fast, anyway, I what I was, what I was going to say going is going home to mama. No, okay. <laughs> what I was going to say is, you know, you asked me to come up. Yes. And you, you, t- you told me, you know, that uh, you know my wife is controlling me, and uh, for you know forever, yeah. you know. How long have you been married? It's going to be 50 years this Dang. year. This year. She's been controlling you for 50 years? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's right on. Wow. Anyway. Isn't that amazing? But to come back to, to, come back to how, you know, thoughts, uh, you know, when I, when I left the meeting, I mean, the thoughts were just bombarding me. I bet. Bombarding me. But I, you know, you know what, what was interesting is uh, I, I saw it. See, I saw what was going on in my head. What were they telling you? Uh, you know what? I didn't, you know, I didn't, did I, did I, did I pay enough attention? Oh, I'm not okay. sure. I'm All not right. sure. I, it's like, you know, it's like you, you go forward steady. You have a focus. Yeah. And the stuff is coming left and right, and you just keep going. That's right. You know? That's right. Well, that's, good, man. That's, that's, that's what, I mean, and that's what it is. Uh, I'm, but... But it's interesting when you find yourself in a situation that I found myself in. Yeah. Then, then uh, these thoughts are working overtime. Yeah. I mean, they just come at you, you know, yeah, fier- I was like, fiercely. I was surprised you showed up the next day after that. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we probably won't see him again. No, no. It was a was, very good meeting, though. No, it was. Men's it was, meeting. Men's meeting. It was, meeting. It was know, very, very good. In other words... Right. Take the you know, uh, what's what's what I find what I find really great is yeah. you know when we are gathered here, and you see, there there's no one at least you know I might make an assumption but I would like to say it anyway okay, there's no one there with ill will. People really want to help you. Right, that's you the see? thing I love about it. You see, so so then, 
uh, I mean, that's, that's great yeah. to have that. No yeah. one there with ill will, people really wanting to help you. Yep. You see? If you haven't been to one of our men's meetings, you owe it to yourself to come to one. It's absolutely, we want to help each other. So we tell the absolute truth. And the women are working on telling the truth, too, right? They kind of get in there, right? You notice that? Yes. Huh? I have always been honest. You have not? I have. Oh, yeah, you have. Sorry. I have always been honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is it easy to be honest about yourself? With you, yes. Yeah. With this, this group of people, yes. But all with, like, everyone else, no. Not everybody else? I mean. Is there a problem? Oh, okay. We have to wait before you start speaking. Okay. Thank you, Dad. Go ahead. Yeah, with people around me, like my friends, I don't have many, but with my friends, with the family, with people who I had, um, I had a problem with, with those people being honest, I, I still cannot. You cannot be honest with strangers or other family members, you but you can be honest here. People I meet from now on, I can be total honest, and they run away from me, uh -huh. and I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah, but people that used to be around me, and I had problems before, and now I changed. I want to be honest. It's it's hard to be honest with them. Is it with them about them about them or with them about yourself? About myself, about yeah. the problem that we had before that doesn't let me go any further with them than right. that. Yeah. That problem is like kind of a wall that keeps me away from them. Wow. Being honest and solving the problem and continue living the life with them or without what them. What do you think would happen if you were honest with them? Well, especially what I think about uh, the family members, the close family members, they're going to remember that for the whole life. They're going to spread it to the whole Cecilia, and that's <laughs> not going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, they will talk about you, that's for sure. Oh, they will, yeah. Uh, everybody and their mama. And then when you go around them, they'll look at you all funny. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, you won't know, know that they've been talking about you. You know it, but you don't know what was said, so you can't defend yourself. The most the scariest thing that scares me is um, when they talk with each other and I listen to them, I hear them talking about me, that I don't like that. So oh, you <laughs> hear them talking about you? You know, I hear them talking about me, like and not even about me, but talking about things happened around me yeah. or things happened before that I got over with now. That doesn't. That makes me not feel good because I know they're talking about me. Right. <laughs> I know it's about me, so yeah, I don't I know, know how you. to act. I don't know how to. I know the natural way is the best way, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Just be yourself. Yeah. And when it is, the thoughts are telling you to be uncomfortable because you know that they're talking about you. So it's dictating how you should be feeling about that. And, it, it, it gives you the illusion of what they're thinking about you, and it makes you uncomfortable. There is this one interesting thing that is happening with me, Jesse. I can totally, like, 100% ignore it, but that ruins my inside. I can totally ignore what people say, like, right. around me when that situation happens, but that's a wrong ignoring. I, ignore, yeah. I feel that I ignore it in a wrong way. Because it messes you up on the inside. Yeah, I can totally feel like it's okay. You can talk about it all right. day long, but you know. But you really don't mean it because it's no. causing conflict, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm going to tell you how to get over that. Uh, okay. Today, the subject is you must be willing to endure challenges, um, and you can't put up any resistance 
against it. None. You cannot, re, you cannot put up a fight against people criticizing you or attacking you or talking about you or what you think of yourself. You put up no resistance, then you can, you can handle it. The, the, the reason you're not handling it is because you're putting up, putting up a fight against it. You know, you just have to let it happen and not think anything about it. When that situation comes, I remember, totally remember what you said, like your words, how I should act or what should I do, just yeah. watch my thoughts. But something there goes wrong. Something, goes something wrong. does not happen. I understand the theory, but the acting part, but doing that, it's, it's, that's the hardest part. Oh, okay. Do you get mad when they do it? Does it irritate you at all? Oh, it does. Oh, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's putting up a resistance. When you're getting a little irritated about it, you're putting up a fight and you're going to lose. You cannot be irritated about it at all. But then you will win. Yeah, I do not show that irritation at all. That, I, that's what I was talking about, that I can 100% ignore it. I can right. be the same way. I can be the nicest person, but that ruins my inside. Yeah, because you're mad about it. Did you guys see me on Sean's show this week? Oh, you saw that? What did you think about that? Oh, hold on a minute for the mic. Come over here uh, with the mic. Be, be aware, Robert, so you can move faster. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I was, I was laughing. You were laughing? Yeah. I'm glad you were laughing. You didn't have to go through it. That was, hilar that was <laughs> hilarious. That what was, was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was that the, um, the way that she was trying to skewer you, yeah. skewer you while she was behaving ridiculously yeah and then I, I i actually tweeted after that i tweeted to her oh good i tweeted um <laughs> you know the the how your your you know the way she was behaving was a great example of how you know liberal liberal females are ruining america yeah. and that's exactly what you guys were arguing about yeah. she was acting out what i was saying so i told her that <laughs> she was um you know that she was a great example of of how Liberal females were stinking up America. <laughs> Did she tweet you back? No, she didn't tweet me back. Oh. But I bet she didn't. I don't know. If, you know <laughs> I tweeted. I put you in it, and uh, I sent that to Sean, you know, just a little oh. tweet there to okay. Sean Hannity. And Good, man. What did you think about it? Did you see it? What did you think? I agreed with him. I really couldn't. I, I thought she really didn't portray herself very professional. She was very emotional. Yeah. And I think that really exemplified when she you know she stated with Sean Astor you can't hijack my show and I she know. was so emotional and she said herself I just found out that you were going to be on the show a few minutes ago and her emotions just totally hijacked her yeah and she just wouldn't first of all it wasn't true that she didn't know I could be on the show because they let us know the day of at least who we're going to be on there with so she knew about it and just that she was so angry that uh, she was just already filled with this rage, so she couldn't help herself. And her rage really, I really saw it because she really wasn't there to ask you a question or clarify. Right. Her mind was made up, and yep. she was there to jump on the opportunity of attacking you personally. Yeah. How did I handle it? I thought it went well. Yeah. Because I think Sean Hannity handled it well because he just let her make a fool out of herself. Yeah. And you tried to clarify it, but she wouldn't let you put a word in, you know, one way no. or the other, which just made it clear that her mind was made up. That's right. I, um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, on 
this past Wednesday, Tuesday night, I was on Sean Hannity's TV show, Fox News there, and there was this woman, liberal Democratic uh, strategist person, Christian Power, I think her name is, Christian. Kirsten, Kirsten Powell. And she was upset at me about, she had watched one of my Sunday service when we were talking about how the women are screwing up America. I think, what did I say? What was the title of that? Oh, oh, building a shameless society. Creating a shameless society. And at the end, I did say conservative women who don't hate men are not like that, you know, but we talked about that, and she saw that. She was really mad, and that was like a couple months ago. So she'd been mad at me for a couple months, right? And I'd never met her in person before that I can remember. So I walk into the studio, and she was in the makeup room. When I went into the makeup room, I saw her there, but I didn't see her face. And uh, so we were walking into the stage, onto the set, and she was in front of me, and I still didn't, it wasn't computing that this woman was mad at me. I didn't think about that at all. And so we sat down on stage there. They sat her right next to me. And I said, I said, oh, this is Christian. I said, hey, how you doing? And she barely looked at me. And like she, she, and she was able to get out a grunt. She was so angry. She looked over. She said, Ugh. And so I just thought she was constipated, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, she must be constipated. So she was like, ugh. And she was holding her hand, and she looked up. So I'm thinking, that's like, you know, and I didn't have an army. But (laughs) Uh, have you ever been so mad you could barely speak to someone, the person you're mad at? When when you get to that point, you're mad. And And so Sean started the show, and then he asked her a question, and then at that point, she said, I have to hijack your show here. I've never done this before. And then she said to me, to Sean, that she didn't know I was going to be on there. And then she goes on about what I had said to certain women. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this is great. What an opportunity for me to be on a national TV show, international show, where everybody and their mama are watching, and I can talk about something that can help people rather than just politics all the time. And so that's what I mean, don't put up any resistance against things like that. And when you, when you don't put up any resistance, then you can deal with it properly. And when I opened my mouth, I have to tell you, God really gave me everything I said to say without me having to think about it because I didn't get mad about it. I, wasn't, I didn't feel embarrassed. I didn't feel that even though she was attacking me, I didn't feel attacked or anything like that. I just stayed in, my, in the center, calm center, and it, and it just worked just like that. And that's where you want to be in life. When people attack you, you want to be like that, where you don't feel anything. So you got to practice not putting up any resistance against life because people are going to come at you, family members are going to do some weird things, and you need to be ready for that. And don't put up a fight against it. And that's where your growth is. Don't get mad. I had total fun with her doing it. I wish we could have gone on and on. And uh, she would have screamed up in there after a while. And I want you, and God wants you to get to that point in life where you're not insulted by anybody or anything. Let them think and say what they want to you 
but you have compassion. Robert, she's holding her hand. You see her? She has compassion. I mean, you have compassion for them as God has compassion for us. I'm telling you, God never get mad at us about being silly. You notice that? He never get angry. He, he, he put up no resistance. And we have the same uh, ability to do the same thing. But you got to overcome anger first. If you have anger in your body, you're not going to be able to live this way. If you have any resentment, you got to not put up resistance. I had a good time. And Sean said to us, well, maybe you guys will go to lunch after this. Remember that? I'm like, yeah, right. No, he was hardly going to lunch. He said, I think he said, do you, are you guys going to get a room? And then you said, no, we'll go to lunch. Oh, okay. I think that's what I said. Yeah. And she was like, no way. <laughs> huh? He said, are you guys going to have dinner after this? Yeah, something oh, like that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. No problem. I could have gone to dinner with her and enjoyed my dinner because I put up no resistance. I didn't take it personally. If you find that spot in life, the kingdom of heaven shall be yours. And I used to be an emotional person, so I know what it is to put up a fight against challenges and against life. I used to be like wimpy, wimp, wimp here. Really. I'm telling you, I used to be weak to life. But when God took away my anger, he took away my weakness in that area. And I don't care what anybody thinks about me or what they say about me to hell with you. I don't care if it's my mama. And my mom is dead. He gone to glory. Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to not to pick on her, but to use her as an example. Yeah. What do you think? Because I thought it was interesting that when she gave a disclaimer before she started the hijack. So to me, it was premeditated. She knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She knew that she just couldn't suppress her emotions or put him, you know, in the back of her mind. She just, she knew that she was completely overwhelmed. And so when she gave the disclaimer, uh, what do you, what do you think about that? You know, she didn't just go off on a rampage. She was. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. Even Sean said to her, well, if you didn't know he was going to be here, why did you bring his quotes? Remember, she had all these things I had said. She had them with her. She had them right there, right in front of her. So if she didn't know I was going to be there, how did she come prepare for me? She, she lied. She knew I was going to be there. But she was so angry, she just wanted to put up this front like she didn't know I was going to be there. It was an accident. It wasn't. It was the truth. But I, I, um, I thought to myself, wow, it's something else how God can make ways for you to get the truth out there. I couldn't have created that situation myself. It would not, if I had, had I tried to create that same situation, it would not have gone as well as it did. Let's take over there. Way in the back. Hermes. I could not have done that. And that, that's how God operates. He made ways out of nowhere for you. And if you have learned to deal with life properly by not resenting anything that you have to go through, you're always ready for it. Always on the alert. You're always ready. Because... Um, God's way is smarter than Satan's way. And that woman is on the side of Satan. I mean, she was like so mad. I'm telling you, it looked like she was constipated. She couldn't move. He's like, ugh. I'm like, Lord have mercy. What's wrong with this white woman? It was fun, though. I had a good time. Yes. 
when you said you uh, appreciated the the mo- uh, opportunity, yeah, were you aware of that? I mean, were you you weren't appreciative in the moment, right? Because you were basically being attacked. Were you appreciative after you reflected on no, it? Or? No, I was appreciate appreciating the moment while it was happening. Wow, that takes a lot of awareness to, I mean, have that kind of appreciation while you're being attacked. I mean, you'd have to uh, like, literally be really aware because yeah, yeah, you have to not be mad about it. Then you can be aware. Everything right then and there. Absolutely, man. But if you're angry, you you will go unconscious even more so when attacked, and you won't appreciate the moment. And then God can't work through you in a way that he normally would when you're calm about everything. You're not taking it. I couldn't believe what's happening. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. You know, so, yeah, you appreciate the moment. I remember once when we, uh, we uh, you know, uh, I, they sat me in front of Jesse Jackson at that meeting, Toyota meeting. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is from God. <laughs> you know, how could something like this happen, you know? It's from God. And if you just stay calm, he'll work your whole life out for you. Oh, life is already worked out. It really is. You just don't know it because you're constantly overreacting to things. You put up a fight against everything. And that's why you don't know that it's already worked out. You can't put up to a, a fight against it and win this. You, you have to speak up, but don't hate. Speak up, but don't resent. I'm telling you, folks, it's beautiful. Uh, I saw an example of, uh, you ever heard of Joel Osteen? He's a pastor from, uh, he's the pastor of Lakewood Church out of uh, Texas, I believe. Is that Texas? Texas. Yeah, Houston, Texas. Yeah, why y'all saying Florida? That don't even, he doesn't even look like he's from Florida. Look like he's from Texas. But uh, he was on, and I made, I got some notes here. He was on uh, Chris Wallace's show, he and his wife, Victoria. And uh, Chris Wallace asked his wife, um, asked Victoria, why Joel doesn't talk much about the devil, sin, or hell? You never really hear him talking about those things, right? And she said, well, well, he doesn't talk about them because you don't really want to condemn people. You know, you want, to, you want to be nice to them. You don't want to condemn them. You want to get them to do what they should do, but not condemn them. Even when I talk to my children, I don't condemn my children. So, you know, you don't talk about the hell and the sin thing. I couldn't believe that woman was saying that. I'm like, are you nuts? How do you not talk about hell and sin? That's what the people, they, they are in sin. They want to come out of sin. If you don't mention the sin, how are they going to become aware that they're in the sin? Because they're in denial about being in sin. And being in sin is living in hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People who are angry are living in hell. I don't care who it is or how much angry, angry you have or don't have. If you have a little iota of anger, you're living in hell because you can be pushed around just like that. I can, I can say some things right now and five people get up and walk out on me. <laughs> Even though I'm saying what I'm saying, five people get up and walk out on me right now and then they'll, they'll badmouth me the rest of the year. They won't say, oh, he was right. I got mad at him, and he was right. They'll go back mouth me. 
But, and so he went on, and then I'll tell you a question, Pat. He went on and, and uh, he asked Joel, the preacher, and by the way, the woman is a preacher now. The wife is a preacher too now. Uh, he asked, uh, Chris asked Joel, um, how should we deal with the illegal, he said illegal immigration, but I say illegal aliens in the uh, U.S. How should we deal with the immigration issue, illegal immigration issue in the U.S.? And the preacher said, oh, that's a hard one. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to slap him with the Bible. I'm serious. He was whining just like that. Did you anybody see it? Say what? Yeah. I don't know. That's a hard one. Like how is that a hard question? How do you deal with illegal immigration in America? Can you imagine what would have happened had he been sitting on that stage with Christian Powell? That man would have cried. Leave me alone. Uh, but he, would, he, he said, that's a hard one. I can't answer that. I just don't know the solution. And then one more he asked about. There were other things he asked. But he asked Joel if being gay uh, is a sin. Is it a sin to be gay? Well, according to the Bible now, I'm going by the Bible. My Bible said, yes, it, it, it's a sin to be gay. Now, that's what my Bible say, the Word say. So I'm going by the Word. But I, I love the gay people. I say that they're nice and sweet. I don't hate anybody. I'm not mean. I'm like, what kind of preacher is this? I don't hate. I mean, just apologetic and just really just sugar water. And I'm thinking, no wonder America is suffering. It's no wonder that we're, that we're in the condition that we're in. The, the family's been broken, so the men are not guiding their wives and children in the right way to go, and now the churches are wimped out, absolutely wimped out. How is it that you can say that you're called by God and you're representing the truth and you come up against the children of Satan who are called by Satan and you wimp out like that? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The guy totally wimped out, just wimped absolutely out with the truth, with the truth. Uh, my Bible said, but I like gays now. Oh, and he asked, should gays, he asked him, should, gay, should the homosexuals get married or something? And he said, well, I think he said, I don't think they should get married, but they should have the same rights or something like that, that we all have, all the same rights. They do have the same rights. They're protected by the same laws that we're protected by. And so the answer is, no, they shouldn't get married, but they're already protected by the same laws that all of us are governed by. But no, marriage is not the way to go. It doesn't work that way. But he had no backbone at all. And I realize the reason he will not tell the truth is because he has a lost church. Everybody and their mama go there. And then he has this satellite where thousands of people are watching around the world, I guess. And if that man told the absolute truth, so help me God, most of the people get up and leave. They would not come to his church and his money would fade away. Yeah, he wanted to be liked and popular 
And so he sold out the truth. He sold out salvation for that. And that's a sad commentary. You have all of these men and women going to that church, looking for help, looking for truth, and they're not getting it. Now, that's sad. It's just bad. Somebody got to tell the truth. God is with you. Don't worry. He'll take care of you. And I want you guys, ladies and gentlemen, here to tell the truth, but don't resent. And don't put up a fight against the people that come at you. Forgive them. Speak up, but don't resent. It'll bless your sasa. It really will. Tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. All right, don't be afraid. But don't take things. If you're the kind of person that takes attacks personally, you're not capable of telling the truth. Because how are you going to tell somebody the truth if you're sitting there judging them? And the way you know that you're judging them because you're, feeling, you're operating from this anger that you have, that lets you know you're judging them for what they're doing to you. So that's not love. But this guy's a wimp. He was asked if Barack Obama was a Christian. Well, he said he is. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you when one of them die and the other one write the book about the other one that's dead now, you're going to hear all the hell that goes on in that family, all the hell he's catching behind closed doors, the conflict he has. Because when you're like that, you have conflict going north. I don't care how you look on the outside when you come to the public, you have inner conflict, and that's happening in your home too. It really is. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, let me he's waiting a long time, and then here, and then we'll come there. Uh, it's a good example of that preacher. What he has is he has fear. He's fear of losing, so he's compromised himself. And so, yeah, I agree. He's got nothing but hell in his life because a fearful person has no, yeah. no nothing. Everything is on sand. And I wonder when, when they left that show and went home or they were in the car ride home, what did they say to each other? Like, yeah, honey, you told them the truth. You were right on today, honey, you know. I wonder what do people, what do they say to each other they when they get in the car? And then when they get home and the kids and the friends are watching TV, what do they say? Oh, Pop, you really screwed up today. I liked the way you were going, eh, eh, yeah. Yeah, Pop, I, I'm really proud of you. For, you're a man of God. Don't you wonder what they say? I'd like to be the fly on the wall in that car. They said, good job. We're not going to lose any congregation. We're yeah. not going to lose any money. That's they didn't they offend anyone. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the name of the game today. Yeah, and it's bad. In your interview on Tuesday with that, with that woman, um, you know, I, I don't think she knew what she was going to say. I think she came completely out of her anger, and she vomited all that stuff out. And No, memory. she came prepared. She had notes of what I have said. But you'll have notes in your head of the things you No, made. she had them on, on the, they were on the, on the counter there. She had them right in front of her on the, on the desk. Yeah, and her phone. So she was prepared. And, and, and that's a thing, too. Okay. Um, Will you accept that? Uh, I have to. Oh, you better. I got no choice. So um, dealing with somebody like that, it's, it's difficult for a lot of men to be able to, to uh, confront that, that kind of uh, rage and that kind of anger. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot. You got to be in a certain place uh, for that because most men wouldn't deal with the, with the King Kong point. like that. 
um, I, I want you to watch yourself. When you speak the truth, don't be apologetic for the truth. You know, someone's going to attack you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean it that way. Yes, you did. You meant the truth that way. And don't apologize for the truth. And if someone is, like, overreacting, their feelings are hurt by the truth, oh, you hurt my feelings. You tell them, you know what, get over your anger, and you can get over the, the feelings. You're having these feelings because you hate the truth. Your wife is like that? Is your wife like that? <laughs> He's rubbing her down. Is she like that? Uh, what, angry? Does she overreact when you tell her the truth? Overreact. Uh, define overreact. Uh, no, I'm just you know Joel? <laughs> Yeah, overreact. Oh, and since I got the microphone, his la- his wife got uh, prosecuted, and she lost the uh, that lawsuit against uh, for assaulting a, a, a stewardess on an airplane. Oh yeah, his wife. Man, all that anger. So does your wife overreact when you tell her the truth at times? Uh, uh. That means yes. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> you would say so. Yeah. Hold on to the mic for me. <laughs> He's trying to hurry up and get rid of my, uh, uh, I think so. <laughs> and how does she act when you tell her the truth at times? Tell her the truth, the unmitigated truth? Yes. Probably doesn't like it like anyone else. Does she start screaming or get mad or say you're hurting my feelings or what? Uh, sometimes she could bottle it up, but I would say... She doesn't like it. Yeah. And do you cower down or you stand firm? I'm sort of like Joel Olstein once in a while. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your honesty. I, tr- I try to find the middle ground. I, I try to actually I'll tell you the truth. I try to appear like I'm taking the middle ground. Yeah. But but my thoughts and my and my conviction never change. Yeah. But I, I, I so I'm basically lying. I, I pretend like I understand, but I don't. Right. <laughs> wow. Uh, I appreciate your honesty, man, because that's what's gonna help make you free. I appreciate that. Um and so is that true about you, wife? Yeah, you get kind of ticked off at times about the truth about yourself? Yeah, I think over the years, we've been going out 10 years. We've been married five years. Right. So I think over the years, I, we, I, I can speak for myself, have definitely learned to not be so emotional. So I think sometimes, you know, if I do get caught off guard, I will overreact. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't bother me. But, yeah, we do have those those moments. Yeah. But I think that he's better at not being so emotional. Yeah. So that I can I can say. Um, That's good. And I think that one of the things that has made me work on my hijacking, not letting my emotions hijack me, is that I have seen him. Uh, he'll stand firm, but in the word. So I may not like it, but in the back of my head, I know he's right because that's I know right. that's what the word says. So after I get over him being right, I have to tell myself it's just what the word says. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. That's good. Here's what I want you to try for a week or the next time he is telling you the truth about something or you feel that anger, just take it. Don't say anything about it. Just take it. You know, just stand there. Even if you're rocking from the pain, just take it. <laughs> and then it'll be between you and God. 
and God will take care of it for you. But you give it life where you, you know, scream about it or overreact to it. You're feeding that anger. But if you stand still and not overreact, you see that you're mad about it, you don't want to hear it, you're recognizing that you're wrong. You're, you're admitting that you're wrong, right, within yourself, and God will take care of it for you. He really will. So you got to be still in those moments so you can overcome that. And then after a while, the same thing will happen, and you will feel nothing about it. And you will think, wow, I used to overreact to those things, and now it doesn't even bother me. It will be removed from you if you be still in that moment. But you got to be conscious enough, aware enough of yourself, so when it does happen, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make you overreact before you realize what's going on. That's why you need to pay a lot of pay attention to yourself. But just be still and take it, because it's the truth, and especially if it's the truth, and the truth will make you free. All right, give that a try. Yes. You know, I noticed. Uh, well, I learned something about myself this week in when you were on the show. And you gave a very wise response that fit the show, it fit the time, it fit yes. the amount of time that you had. And I saw that later, but what I noticed at the time, and we spoke about this, is that it didn't match what necessarily I would have said or what my thoughts in my head were saying. Mm-hmm. So my first inclination was, oh, you know, the response wasn't, it wasn't great, you know, um, even though it was. And I didn't notice that. You're talking about note, you know, watching ourselves this week. That was one that got through, so yeah. to speak. And I didn't notice that. But, I, but we had a good conversation about truth and being open to what God, God's wisdom has to, to show you. Not what you think or I think in my head is. And so what I've noticed that I've done in my life is just put everything into God, you know, he was talking about putting God into a box, putting God into this box of what truth is. Yep. I, I, I've heard what truth is. Um, I have some idea in my head of what truth is. And therefore, that is tr- I've just defined what truth is. Yep. So anything that comes at me that doesn't match what's in my head is therefore not truth. And in reality, the whole thing is backwards. Yep. You know, and I, and that's, I started to open up to me this week. That's a very good point. A lot of Christians, especially, would, uh, they hear the preacher, they take on the preacher, whatever he's saying, and they, they decide that they're righteous, and I'm a good Christian, and I'm a Christian now, and I'm a right person. And so once they decide that, everything that happens in life is based on what they have learned about being right, you know, what they have learned about the way a Christian should act. And so when they do that, God is not working through them. Satan is really working through them because everything is based on what they think is right, not what is revealed to them. Because when one truth that applies to one situation doesn't necessarily apply to the next situation, even though that situation could look like the same situation that you just had, but a different truth can come and deal with that. But if you are a learned Christian, Christian you're just acting out, you mess up because it's based on what you learn. And that's a horrible mistake. Um, um, salvation or truth. Truth is like a discovering thing all the time. It's like truth is like you don't know that you know the truth until you use the truth. 
You don't know it at best that you know the truth because you really don't know. I learn from myself. I'm surprised at the words that come, comes out of me at times. I'm like, wow, I didn't know I knew that. You know, so I'm learning too. But, but Christians who have decided that they are Christians and they learn just the Bible and they, they, and they put it, they're not Christians. They'll learn Christians and not discover Christianity. Yeah, if I could break it down, if I was in a situation, I would have a certain fear that I wouldn't say the wise thing because I'd be so caught up into saying what, quote unquote, my mind told me was the truth. Absolutely. And so after the conversation that we had, uh, it really helped. It took a certain burden off me to try to be clever or wise, quote-unquote wise, in my own head. Yes. Because God is going to provide, and he even says that in the Bible, you know, he will provide what you need to say anyway. Absolutely. And therefore, it's ridiculous for me to have any worry about what I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, If you want to be free, know that you're nothing and know that you know nothing. You are nothing, and you don't know anything. If you, want, if you really want God to work through you, recognize that you're as dumb as a doorknob. I'm telling you, I know nothing, and on myself, I can do nothing. And it takes away a load from me. I don't have to think about all this stuff, and I don't have to think about what. If I had, let's say I was in my mind about that, that girl would have worn me out. She made me look like an idiot. As a matter of fact, when I was speaking, the words were just coming up out of my mouth. It came from my belly, not my head. Not my head at all. And on those type shows, they, you know, they move really fast anyway. You don't have time for a long story. So you need God to just give you some answers that make sense and, just, and that can help people. It doesn't take but a few words. But when you learn, you try to come up with all these words, trying to be fancy, trying to make sure you don't make a mistake, and all that kind of stuff. That's not the way the children of God should be living. He is with us. He would teach us. He would guide us. He would give us the words to say. And they would come out right, and they would work. Isn't that a nice way to live? It's a beautiful way to live. Just imagine you don't have to carry stuff around in your head. Isn't that something? Yes, sir. Very good insight this week, man. Very good insight. Uh, let, let me take here, and then I'll come to you. Um, about uh, about the show you did, uh, Dale Hanley. Uh, I uh, this isn't the first. You did that show many times. I was wondering, was this the first time a person was willing to uh, willing to hike, uh, sabotage the whole show, such to as <laughs> uh, to express their own feelings against you? I get it's the first time I ever seen it. <laughs> so I think so. I'm not aware of any other time that. Someone just deliberately hijacked a national show like that. Mm-hmm. But when you're angry, you don't see what you're doing. Nice. I'm sure afterwards she felt like a fool. Mm-hmm. But when you're angry, you know, have you ever been angry and did something crazy? And then once you do it, you feel like a fool? Like, oh, my God, what did I do? And we haven't heard from her since then. She may be in Africa somewhere right now. <laughs> yeah. But she, uh, I have never seen that happen before. And I think that's the first time it's ever happened to me in the 20, 22 years since I've been out there. I, yes, yeah. I understand. Well, one small thing. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, okay. It seems like when you, uh, 
um, Joel's uh, preachers, ministers like Joel's, these had these big mega churches. I always wonder, are is there a is, are they actually worshiping, worshiping, or are they being entertain, uh, entertained? That's yeah, entertained. Yes, May, I could do that. I could say some of the sweetest, nicest things to you guys today, and you'll just love me. And I guarantee you, when we pass the bucket, it'll be loaded <laughs> because I made everybody feel so good. I, I, you know, just said all the sweet things and praise the Lord. And don't worry, God gonna take care of you. You know, just sweet thing. I, I, the church would be packed. Everybody, mama would show up, and you guys love me. But I would rather see you go free by telling the truth and hate me. I want to see you be free. I want you to have the freedom that I have. I want you to become sons and daughters of God. You can get a mic back to him. He's scared that. Um, um, sons and daughters of God. That's what I want for you. Christ came... Just imagine Christ being on earth, and he was being interviewed by Chris Wallace on, uh, on Foster. And Chris asked Christ, I never hear you talk about hell or the devil or sin. Uh, I don't want to condemn anyone. Uh, I just want everybody to, can't we all get along? <laughs> Where will we be today? We will have no way out. No way out at all. There's nothing worse in life than a weak Christian, and especially a weak Christian man. And then his wife has to see that. It's like being married to another woman. It's like a, a same-sex marriage or something. Women hate weak men. They do. They absolutely hate Weak men. Isn't that true, ladies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yeah, you know, um, Pat brought up a nice uh, uh, issue about what he would have said and how he thought that what you said was, was, you know, a little bit weak and you weren't really coming out with exact facts and truth. But, you know, um, he's right. We, we get these things in our head and we just... That's our pat answer for for everything. For everything. And, and we don't use wisdom. Jesus in in the Bible is a very bold man, is he not? And yet he also used strategy. There was times where he preached boldly in the temple and times where he hid himself away from, you know, the ones who were trying to kill him. And there was a time where they wanted tax money from him. And he said, lest we offend them, let's give them the money. So he sent them down to get money out of a fish. So... Wisdom is not just, you know, to forget about offending them. I'm a, I'm a son of God, and I'm not going to pay any taxes. He could have. Yeah. One thing I realize mind. about Satan and his temptation, temptations, because he gives you so many, when he's talking to you, he would tell you, if, if, he would say, if I was there, I would have done this, or I would have said it like this. And it's not like you're talking to yourself saying, if I was there, right? But it's really Satan talking to you, telling it, telling you this. And he's also lying to you about what you would do and what you would say if you were there. He really, because a whole lot of folks buckle down under pressure. And when you're on those shows, they're fast-paced. They're, you know, you got to be aware. You have to know your stuff. 
And you cannot say what you would or would not do until you're in that situation. But Satan have you watching the program and, and, and talking to you and, and making you believe a lie about yourself. So I want you to watch that. When you're listening to a conversation, when you're watching a program or doing anything, watch how Satan is talking to you about what I would do if I was there, if this had happened. It's not true, I'm telling you. I never think about what I would do or what I would say before I get to a situation. Because I don't know how I'm going to act in that situation. I absolutely have no idea. I have to wait and see. I don't believe this lie that I'm going to be strong and I'm going to do this and I'm going to act this way. I don't believe it at all. Stop believing the lie. Wait and see, and God is with you. He's definitely with you. That's why I ask you to watch Satan, how he talked to you for a whole week. Anybody do that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Patrick did. And you did, too. I, I, I wanted some feedback from that before we, before we end here after a while. Um, very good point about Jesus. We don't see many Jesus in action around here anymore. The, the preachers apologize when the, the enemies are offended by what they say. They, they go back and say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. All that kind of men will not speak up to the ladies because they can't handle that anger that's going to come out or, you know, or they want something from them. And the ladies can't deal with the men properly because they hate them for being weak. And so they attack. And it's, it's a real mess. Where is the love? Yes, Pat? I just want to say the, the whole point, though, was that Satan was trying to get me to judge you. Yes. And he's trying to cause separation between people. Yeah. And so had I not caught it, it would just be like, you know, I'd, I'd be carrying a judgment around about Jesse. You know, then I would have come back to work and he all puffed up. I'm like, hey, Pat, how you doing? Arr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can always tell when somebody, <laughs> when somebody is mad, they look swollen. They look puffed up. You can tell when they're mad. They're all tight. Why are you so tight? That anger. Can't you tell when somebody's mad? They all can't look at you straight. Let's go here. Yes, ma'am. My question to, Je to Jesse is when you say um, it wasn't my mind, it was from God, I want to know. We can turn the mic. I want to know if it's from God. Can you remember after things are over, can you remember what you said, what God said to you, do you? You mean like once I said? Yeah. Uh -huh. Can I remember later what I said? Yes. Yeah, you can. Because I remember telling her, um, she was mad about something. She was going on and on. And I said to her, well, I can't help it that you love, you love lies. You love lies. I love the truth. And somebody got to tell the truth because the truth made you free. And I was surprised I had said that later. I'm like, well, I had enough time to say that because that's what it is. You have a, this warfare going on between the truth and the lie. And you have those who love lies. And I had the opportunity, opportunity to say that on a national TV show where a whole lot of folks can hear it. And I guarantee you somebody looked at themselves and realized, wow, that's true. Somebody heard that and it changed their life. Yeah, I, I, you remember what was said afterwards. But you're just, you're surprised by it because you're not thinking of saying all those things. So it seemed to be like, wow, that's amazing. 
You know? Yeah. I asked when she said she was hijacking the show, and she, and she was mad at me. I'm like, why are you mad at me? What you mad at me about? Because I didn't know that guy was mad. Yeah. I had no idea. I, I, I didn't know what. I thought she was constipated. She said anything to you afterwards? After the show? No, but I said, I gave her my business card. And I said, I do a radio show. You know, I said, I have no problem with what you said, how, how you feel or anything. But I do a radio show. Here's my card. And I'd love to have you on the show. Come on the show. Let's finish it, you know. I, I, I think she's in hiding right now. I haven't heard anything from her. But you got to be bold. You can't be bold unless you let your anger go. You got to let it go. And again, I don't know for sure. I may come back one day and tell you that, yeah, I, I realized that I was wrong by this. But I don't think God speaks through you, to you through your head by way of your mind. He speaks from the heart. Because I'm always getting this stuff coming up and out. And this stuff that's here is always wrong. So I don't know. Anybody know if he speaks to you through your head, your mind like that? I don't think so. Because he seemed, I know we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and he seemed to just reveal things to us, and you see what to do. That's what I'm thinking. The handy folks are crazy. You notice the folks? So what? You don't think it's through the head. Right, because that's where Satan operates. It's the inner. Yeah, it's the inner, yeah. in the soul of the belly, yes. where the Holy Spirit lives right. and dwells. I think that's where it's coming from. That's another reason not to listen to your head. It's never going to tell you the truth about anything. Never, ever, never, never, ever tell you the truth about anything. Let's take back in the back there. Uh, is this helping a little bit? But you've got to overcome your anger. You cannot do this unless you overcome your anger. And if, how much time we have left? Okay, we got to deal with this anger thing. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say about the, uh, the influence. I wasn't here last week, but during the week, I, you know, God allowed me to see the influence that was going on inside me. Yes. And the depths of it, how this other thing is just influencing everything that I'm, that I do and I think was just, it was mind-blowing. Yes. And it wasn't necessarily just in my head. It was like another spirit that was literally influencing, and it was, it was deeper than anything I'd ever seen before. The depths of the influence, it was, it was amazing. Yep. It really was. The more you go into that, that mindset with Satan, the worse you become, because he'll just distort everything about you and your life. He'll just grow and grow and grow from your anger, from you believing one lie in your head. And if you don't recognize right away that you believe a lie, it'll grow and grow and grow. And it controls you like, and it makes you make decisions that you never would ordinarily make. And you end up looking crazy. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual warfare between good and evil. That's why God wants you to come into the light. Come out of the hell into the light. Come out of the hell. Uh, let me take this young lady because you had your hand a while back, right? It was about the thoughts. Yes. And I don't know if this qualifies as a thought, but I seen something about myself. It was uh, selfishness. And I seen how, like, 
when people are telling me something or like a problem, I always think about myself, like, wonder if that happened to me. Or it's never about them. It's always about me. Yep. And I just start seeing that, wow, that's really selfish. It is. Our, that's our, a very good point. Yeah. Angry people are selfish yeah. people. Yeah. That's why they try to, they get mad at you when you tell them the truth or if you don't agree with them on something. Everything is about self. But with perfect love, which is compassionate, that's what God wants us to have. It's never about self. It's always about the other yeah. person. Yeah, even when I, I got mad at, <laughs> I got real mad at Jabel, and um, I seen that later on as selfishness. Yeah. Even though I was right, I was right, but <laughs> I still, <laughs> still. It was seen, about you. I still seen it as yeah. selfishness. That's a very good yeah. point. Um, could I, I wonder if I could say a hundred percent of the time. I think I can. Correct me if I'm wrong about this, because I know people say, oh, you, you can never say 100%, right? But look like 100% of the time when parents, whether it's an aunt correcting a nephew, but when parents correct their children about something and they are angry about in their correction, it's not about the kid, it's about them. It really is about them. And that's why they're mad. Because if it was really about helping the child, why would you be mad about helping the child? You know, it's not you, it's the child you're trying to help. But, and then they'll get mad at the kid because the kid won't act the way they want them to act. And they're like, well, I love you and I'm doing this for you. Why well, cursing you out, right? I, I yelled at you because I love you. No, you didn't. <laughs> I yelled at you because you acted in a certain way in the public. It was, it was for you. No, it wasn't for you. That's why you're mad. And that messaged the kids up to, to correct them like that, with that type of anger. Yes. yes. To me, I see it as controlling the kid more so than helping the kid learn. It doesn't uh, help them at all. Right, right. Uh, and, and then especially if you become embarrassed. Yes. Yeah, I had to spank my grandson <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of days ago, and my two sisters was watching to see, okay, what she's going to do, because he just turned over a chair. Yeah. And so as long as I kept the anger out of it, and I just took him in the bathroom and spanked his legs, and we had to go in there twice, yeah. but he eventually got it, and we left. That's right. <laughs> so as long as I wasn't embarrassed and I kept the anger out of it, everything worked out great. That's a perfect way to do it. Yeah. You got to let go of the anger. It, uh, yes, sir, real fast. You had your hair, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I was, uh, just, to, just to show you the, um, a lot of people go through this where they don't know what to do, even the simplest things. You get three ideas. You, you start out with an original idea, and by the time you go, you're driving down the street, two other ideas have come in to either amend it or change it or yeah. to just do a U-turn and go back home. Yeah. And you, you're fighting, wondering what the heck. What, was, what am I really, what should I really do? And, and we have one minute left. Let me just say this. Um, if you don't know what to do, do nothing. If it's not clear as to what to do, do nothing. Wait up on God and he will show you. Now, I don't mean don't get up and go to work. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know if I should go to work today or not. Not crazy things, all right? But... Like what he was talking about, you don't know what to do, do nothing. But here's what I really want to advise, is that you got to get over your anger so you can live this quiet, still life. You want a life of observing life and not trying to create life. 
not trying to make things happen for you. That's the life you want, and it's right at hand. It's right here and now, but you're never going to see it until you can personally overcome your anger. And the way you overcome is see that you're angry and do nothing about it. Be aware of it. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you guys and ladies. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.